The March to Zion broadcast is a weekly radio production of Bethlehem Primitive Baptist Church. The broadcast is under the direction of Elder Tim McCool, Pastor. For more information, contact 205-364-1396 or write the March to Zion broadcast, P.O. Box 270, Carrollton, Alabama, 35447. Stay tuned for a message of God's sovereign grace. This is Tim McCool, pastor of Bethlehem Primitive Baptist Church and director of the March to Zion broadcast. Please stay tuned for a message of salvation by grace. It's my great blessing and privilege to be able to speak to you in this way. We're so very blessed this morning to be able to have Elder Buddy Abernathy, who is a member of Zion Primitive Baptist Church in Gordo, Alabama, to be preaching for us. In a few minutes, Brother Buddy will come and bring the message. I would like to invite you to come and worship with us at Bethlehem Primitive Baptist Church. We meet each Sunday morning at 1030 and on the second and fourth Wednesday nights at six o'clock. We enjoy worshiping the Lord in a very simple manner. We come together, we sing, we preach, and we pray, and we rejoice in the message of salvation by grace alone. If you've never heard that message, then we're very happy to share that with you here on the radio broadcast, and we're very thankful for the stations that allow us to continue to broadcast. Our website at Bethlehem is BethlehemPBC.org. That's BethlehemPBC.org. I would love to hear from you. If you want to reach out to me by email, it's a very easy way to communicate. My email address is Tim at T. I-M-M-C-C-O-O-L-L-A-W dot com. That's Tim at T-I-M-M-C-C-O-O-L-L-A-W dot com. Following this song, Elder Buddy Abernathy, member of Zion Primitive Baptist Church near Gordo, Alabama, will be bringing the message.
we're glad to be with you here again today on Brother Tim's broadcast, and I want to continue with the message that I brought to you a few weeks ago, which was based on a portion of Scripture in Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 4, which says, Marriage is honorable in all, and the bed undefiled, but whoremongers and adulterers God will judge. Now, just to refresh your memory, notice there that marriage is ordained of God. In the book of Genesis chapter 2, we read about God instituting marriage. He had formed Adam from the dust of the earth, caused a deep sleep to fall upon him, took a rib from Adam and formed woman, and brought this woman unto Adam. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken from man. So we see that God established two different types of human beings, referred to as man and woman, referred to in, by Jesus in the New Testament when he referenced this same subject as male and female. We also read there in Genesis chapter 2 and also in the 10th chapter of Mark that a man is to leave his father and mother and cleave unto his wife, and they twain shall be one flesh. So that's what marriage is. It's when a man and a woman, a male and a female, come together, commit themselves one to another for a lifetime, and then in that environment, they are to uh, enjoy companionship, and not only companionship, but then if the Lord so blesses to have children and bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Now, we concluded last time by focusing a little on how the wife is a blessing to the husband. And that's what I want to try to continue with today. We noticed in Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 22, that whoso findeth a wife findeth a good thing and obtaineth favor of the Lord. There's another scripture in Proverbs, and I can't give you the reference right now, but you can look it up. It says a prudent wife is from the Lord. And we tried to emphasize that it doesn't just say that a woman is a blessing to a man, but a wife. That is not just any woman, not just any female, but a wife. That is one that is a suitable companion. You see, it's one thing to understand that the female is suitable for the male and the male is suitable for the female, but then we need to also understand that the particular person we marry is important. That is, we want someone that is not only of the opposite sex, but someone with whom uh, we are compatible and someone with whom we can enjoy uh, companionship with, because that's what marriage is. It's to uh, bring two people together that God designed for each other, that they might enjoy companionship. So to begin where we left off last time, I want to look at Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 25, and we're going to probably spend most of our time today talking about how the wife is a uh, blessing to the husband. It says, uh, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies." 
He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it, even as the Lord, the church. Now, oftentimes when we talk about marriage and we speak of the fact that the role of the husband is different from the role of the wife, that women will sometimes become defensive because of what the scriptures have to say um, about the man's position of, of leadership. And that's why I'm beginning in this scripture in Ephesians, because it shows that the man is the one that's to make the greatest sacrifice in the marriage, because it's a picture of how our Savior, Jesus Christ, made such a great sacrifice for us. And we, his people that he died for, are referred to in scripture as his bride. And so think about what Paul is saying here. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. In other words, my commitment to my wife is to be such that I'm willing to sacrifice in whatever way I need to for her benefit. You see, there's a lot of men that think that their role as a husband is just to be the one that gives out the orders that the wife is there for their benefit and to wait on them and to serve them. But notice here in the scripture, we get an entirely different picture because he says, husbands love your wives just like Jesus loved the church. Now, how did Jesus love the church? Uh, Did he expect the people in the church or the people that he died for, uh, to wait upon him, to serve him. I recognize that we do have a responsibility today to serve him. But when it comes to marriage, notice how it describes Jesus as the one sacrificing for us. He says, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. Jesus totally sacrificed himself for the benefit of the church, for the benefit of his bride. He died on the cross. He went through incomprehensible suffering as he sacrificed himself for the benefit of his bride. And notice how he proceeds here. He says um, in verse uh, 28, he said, So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself, for no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it, even, that is, in the same way that the Lord nourisheth and cherisheth the church. So notice here it says that the husband is to love his wife like his own flesh. Now, what does that mean? Well, um, if you're hurting as... A person, you know, you think about yourself. If you need pain medication, you take pain medication. If you're hungry, you find something to eat. If you're thirsty, you find something to drink. You know, it also says in this same portion of Scripture that no man ever yet hated his own flesh. In other words, we don't have any problem being selfish. By nature, we are selfish. By nature, we will satisfy our needs and many of our wants. So the idea that's being presented here 
in regard to how husbands should treat their wives is that we are to love them like Christ loved the church. We're to sacrifice our comfort and our well-being to see after their needs. And notice the two words that he uses here in describing how Christ loves the church. He says he nourisheth and cherisheth it. Now, to nourish in a literal sense means to provide the nutrients that one needs. In other words, when you think of uh, nourishment for your body, you're thinking about providing your body the things it needs, the nourishment, the vitamins, vitamins, the minerals that it needs in order to be healthy. Well, it says that Christ nourisheth the church. So in like manner, men are to nourisheth their wives or to think about what they need. I'm not speaking necessarily about their need for food and clothing and shelter, but we're talking about as a person in terms of her emotional well-being. The husband needs to nourisheth her to say those things, to do those things that would cause her to feel secure, that would cause her to feel contentment, cause her to feel like He's going to take care of her. And that leads into the second word where he says that Jesus cherisheth the church. The word cherisheth by definition literally means to keep warm. And the idea here is of a man who would take his wife into his arms when she's sorrowful, when she feels unstable, uh, when something's bothering her, and the husband takes her in his arms and essentially says, I'm going to take care of you. I'm here. I'm, I'm interested in your welfare. I'm going to protect you. You don't have to worry. I'm here and I'll be here from now on to make sure that you're safe. That's what it means for a husband to cherisheth his wife. Now, with those thoughts in mind, Let's turn now to another portion of Scripture that uh, addresses this same uh, subject in the book of Colossians chapter 3. And here we see just one verse, but it brings in a, another principle that is so important because um, many men today uh, violate this principle. In Colossians chapter 3 uh, and verse uh, 19, Husbands, love your wives and be not bitter against them. Now, here he has in one phrase what was detailed in Ephesians chapter 5. Here he simply says, husbands, love your wives. But he adds something here that wasn't included in Ephesians chapter 5. He says, uh, husbands, love your wives and be not bitter against them. Now, to be bitter means to be agitated, uh, to be irritable. Uh, it literally means to be sharp or pointed. In other words, here's a man that here's a man that would speak rough or harshly to his wife. Here's a man that would speak in such a way as to hurt her feelings. You know, uh, we'll see later on that the way God designed women, in contrast to man, is that they are generally uh, more sensitive as far as their emotions are concerned. And men often don't have in mind that the way I speak to my wife makes a difference as to how secure and safe she is with me. You know, you can see this in the grocery store. 
Uh, you see it many places out in the public that uh, the woman may say something to correct the man, or maybe she suggests something that he's not in agreement with, and he just snaps at her and answers her in a harsh way. And isn't it ironic that we often will speak to our wives in a way that we wouldn't speak to a, in in a manner that we wouldn't use with a complete stranger? But you know, it's it's a great blessing, and unfortunately, I speak. I speak on this from experience. Uh, If you can learn, and it may be a slow process, but if you can learn to speak kind to your wife in spite of how you feel, in spite of how you think, in spite of what your opinion might be of what she's saying, if you can learn to use kindness when you speak to your wife, you'll be amazed at what difference it'll make. In other words, if you can learn to be less selfish if you can develop the mindset and i would i would encourage this it's it's helped me so much in my own marriage and i still have a long way to go but but if you can just make it a habit of thinking my purpose is to please my wife my purpose is to serve her my purpose is to take care of her my purpose is to see about her needs and i'm going to speak to her in kindness Isn't it amazing that the very institution that God designed for compatibility and companionship is often two individuals who oppose each other, that are always in disagreement, they're always upset with each other. But you see, marriage is something God designed so that each one can be a blessing, not a burden, but a blessing to each other. And not only will that make a difference in your life, it'll make a a big difference in the lives of your children, not in terms only of how much they uh, enjoy the home, but it'll set the example for how they will uh, treat their husband or wife when they grow up and get married. So husbands, love your wives and be not bitter against them. You see, we like to so often say, well, you know, this is just the way I am. I've always been a short-tempered person. I've always just spoke my mind. But you see, the scriptures teach us the importance of change. You see, the Christian life is all about stopping some things that you do by nature and replacing them with some uh, other behaviors that honor God. You know, you can't get by as far as the Lord's concerned with just saying this is just the way that I am. No, you can change. I don't care if you've mistreated your wife for 25 or 30 years. You can change. You can start treating her differently. And you say, well, uh, my wife uh, doesn't seem to appreciate me. She doesn't seem to, to even notice the difference that I've made. But you see, your purpose is to please God. In other words, I'm going to love my wife. I'm going to treat her in an honorable, respectful way because that will please God. And see, that's your main purpose in life as his child is to do those things which please him. And if you'll make that your focus, you won't be dependent upon the reaction or the response of your wife in order to get a sense of satisfaction out of doing those things because you see our reward our peace 
our consolation comes from the Lord when we do the things that please him uh, in spite of how the other person may react, whether they appreciate it or not. And then finally, I want us to look at 1 Peter chapter 3. And here we find some more detail with regard to how the wife, that is the woman, is different from the man. Not only is she physically different, but here it's talking about her inner person, how that she is a as a separate human being from the man, how she is made up emotionally. In First Peter chapter three, verse seven, it says, "Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers." be not hindered. Now, I want you to notice this. He says, husbands, you dwell with them according to knowledge. That just simply means you live with them based on the knowledge that he's about to give you. And here's what that knowledge is. He says, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel. Now, some people are offended by this because they think that this is saying that the wife is inferior to the man. That's not what it's saying at all. By weaker vessel, he's speaking of something that is fragile but valuable. Think of a fine piece of china. And the reason you're going to be careful in handling that china is because it is fragile but very valuable. You're not going to treat that china uh, the way you would with uh, maybe your everyday plates. You know, you don't you don't take a lot of concern about uh, whether or not you break them when you're loading them in the dishwasher, when you're putting them away in the cabinet. But when it comes to fine china, you're going to be very careful with it because it's not only fragile, but it's valuable. Now. Some women think, well, you know, if I see myself that way, then I'm not uh, fulfilling my potential. But, but to the contrary, I want to read to you, and our time's about to run out, but I just want to read to you what a commentator named Adam Clark said regarding this phrase that the wife is the weaker vessel. He says, the female was what the man needs, beauty and delicacy. The male, the man, was what the woman needs, courage and strength. The one is as good in its place as the other, and by these things God has made an equality between the man and the woman. So we see that a woman is not inferior to the man, a woman doesn't mean doesn't need to feel like she's being dishonored or mistreated because the scripture refers to as the weaker vessel. You see, but to the contrary, the Bible teaches that the man is the provider, he's the protector, and she is the one that he greatly values and loves and desires to take care of, to nourish and to cherish her 
all the days of their life. I hope this has been a benefit to you. And we'll now turn the broadcast back over to Brother Tim. been listening to the march to zion broadcast for more information contact 205-364-1396 or write to the march to zion broadcast p.o box 270 Carrollton, alabama 35447 bethlehem primitive baptist church is located seven miles east of gordo and 10 miles west of northport just off highway 82 on the boyd road near ecola services are each sunday at 10 30 a.m and the second and fourth Wednesday night at 6.30 p.m. Please join us next week for another message of God's sovereign grace.